No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. I'm so fucking tired because I got a new cat and he's a handful and I we're trying to get him used to the house and he has so much energy. And I don't know where he gets all the energy. And what I'm trying to say is that I now know what it's like to be a parent. <laughs> Just like Godzilla. So, yeah, you can relate to Godzilla. Um, totally. I thought it was really important to get the like parental view for this episode so we invited so, on us a dog parent and a cat parent so that's why you got a cat this week <laughs> i'm dedicated to the craft yeah. i was like i am not relating to this movie at all i'm going to the pound i'm gonna get the ugliest shittiest <laughs> shit i can find i and just get mad at him when he tries to learn it's some Jared Leto level of uh, dedication to the craft right there. Um, what can I say? I'm a method podcaster. <laughs> and just like uh, Godzilla, you don't know who the mom is. That's true. I mean, we we don't know that Godzilla doesn't know that. I think Godzilla <laughs> knew because Godzilla was like, oh, yeah, I fucked over here. Let me go see if anything <laughs> got left behind. <laughs> I mean, you would think uh, Manila would be calling for help from his mom, too. Maybe uh, Psycho Seiko is his mom, because um, she's very motherly. I... She just immediately is, like, calling to, to Manila and, like, feeding him fruit, and she's not scared at all. It's true. Yeah, and, I mean, I was going to say she has this, like, magical power of being able to talk to him without throwing up from his face. <laughs> She's very magical, yeah. Even yeah, with... it's like, I can't believe you can talk to him without <laughs> dying. <laughs> um, Why is it Manila? Because they never say that in mine. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they did in mine either, but... And I've heard people say it's mania and stuff, or mania, uh, so I just put baby on the whole outline. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm calling him. Do they, do they call him Manila in uh, the next one and attack all monsters? Uh, that's not the name of a movie. But... Attack of monsters and bullies? We're the expert kaiju <laughs> people you come to for all your kaiju updates. Uh, there's Destroy All Monsters and then All Monsters Attack. All Monsters Attack, that's it. Um, but I actually haven't seen all of either of those, and I okay. don't remember. Okay. But I'm pretty sure we're dealing with another one where I have a very different translation, because Kumunga's name is Spiga in mine. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in the outline. Um, also, the Mantises. They had a name in mind that you didn't put on the outline. Mine was Gymantis. Yeah. They made a big deal out of it. Mine was, uh, I don't know. I'd have to look through my notes to find it, but it starts with a K. Oh, Kama they... Kamakurus. Kamakurus. Okay. Weird. And then what did they call the island in yours? Sol Gel. 
Solja. Okay, mine is Zorgan Island. And then in the book I was reading, they called it Monster Island. And I was like, this isn't Monster Island. In, like, Jason Barr's book that's generally... It is is Monster Island. But, yeah, they never call it Monster Island. Oh. Yeah, I I remembered in my head, like, isn't this supposed to be Monster Island? So I looked it up on, like, the Gojipedia or whatever. And, yeah, this apparently is the first showing of Monster Island, even though they never even call it that. I need directions so I know where to drop my kitten off after this episode. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I think you need to wait at least until uh, after Destroy All Monsters and All Monsters Attack. Um, No, I I think I get parenting. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to No Gods, No Monsters. We're the anti-anthropocentrism kaiju and monster movie podcast in a world where no one's coming to save us. I'm Rabbit, here with fellow parent Charlie... And today we are talking about 1967's Son of Godzilla, a masterpiece. Charlie, do you want to tell us what happens in this movie? Okay. This one's for all you kaiju heads out there. I I know you got some of you listening. Godzilla emerges from a stormy sea. He is headed, as if beckoned by a siren's call, to a formerly uninhabited island, boringly known as Saljal Island. In these wild days in 1967, however, the island is now inhabited by a group of scientists conducting weather experiments. They hope to make advances in climate control in order to meet food demands of an ever-expanding population, which is really kind of silly because as long as a profit motive exists, people will go hungry. I mean, we already throw away an ungodly amount of food while people are going hungry all over the world. Enter... You don't... What? You don't even know how fucking mad I'm going to get later in this movie about that shit. Like, no, I'm right there with you, man. It's like we could spend the whole episode talking about that 20-minute segment. Yeah, when you put that in the outline, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Sorry, good good point on your end. (laughs) Sorry, to listeners, in the outline, Rabbit put uh, about the experiment. Rabbit has a lot of things to yell about this. So immediately, I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably because that's the problem isn't our food supplies. (laughs) That's not. There's a lot. There's a lot. You you tackle the really good part. Yeah. Keep it. Sorry to interrupt. Um, Hell hell yeah, comrade. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, enter via parachute, hotshot independent reporter Goro Maki. He smells a story and by God, he's going to stick around until he gets it. And damn, what a story. See, this island is already inhabited by a kaiju-sized spider named Kumanga, as well as some big-ass praying mantises. And these weather experiments the scientists are conducting? They've now turned those big-ass praying mantises into kaiju-ass praying mantises. Humanity, look upon what your science has begot. (laughs) Also, this island apparently has a Godzilla egg that the mantises are obsessed with beating the shit out of, kind of like Godzilla and Mothra's egg in uh, Mothra vs. Godzilla. And that was the siren call that I spoke of in the first sentence of this synopsis. Manila, the titular son, is within the egg calling for his father's help. Isn't that cute? No, because it's coming from Manila, who's really ugly and is incapable of cuteness. (laughs) But anyways, despite his ugliness, help his father does as he tears limbs off and goes full Hogan on these mantis chumps. But wait... It's giant sp- 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 spider time! Kumanga emerges and webs Godzilla. 
Luckily, like all great fathers, Godzilla made sure to teach his ugly son how to breathe radiation, and so Manila comes to his rescue. And then the humans freeze the island and bone the fuck out, while Godzilla holds his son close as they enter into an icy hibernation. Also, fuck the name Saljo Island, this is now Monster Island. Also, yeah. Manila is the ugliest kaiju in history and makes stupid noises nonstop. It's time to go Seiko mode, because it's Son of Godzilla, baby! Also, yeah, the speaking of climate catastrophe, it's snowing here like hard where it was like 70 a few days ago. Yeah. So I brought my tiny cat out and we embraced in the snow and (laughs) waited until we hibernated just so I'd get more of a taste. Is that why you have all those scratches on your neck? Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, I remember a few years ago I was talking to this, uh, co-workers who i think he's generation z yeah i think he's like probably 24 25 now um and we were talking about i brought up climate change or something and he's like well obviously um global warming isn't happening because it's april and it's fucking snowing um because we were having like uh yeah not a snowstorm but a, a good amount of snow in like around Easter and I was like that doesn't no that's not <laughs> it doesn't mean like well, snow will never exist again and like it... 90% of arguments about how global warming isn't happening are just proof that someone hasn't ever looked into anything at all like yeah it's yeah, yeah it's pretty bleak the same kid is also he would talk about how like I can get a job. Why can't homeless people go out and get a job? And like, there's tons of barriers and potential reasons. Also, your mom just a uh, compulsive um, bought uh, the an S like a fifty thousand dollar SUV like the week before. Like, I don't think yeah. you have any idea. Yeah, you were able to put your mom's address on your application. Step yeah. one. Like, let's go to step two. They're just as <laughs> a punk. anyway. Uh, Charlie, what'd you think of this fucking movie? Um, I, I like this movie. Uh, I, yeah, when I first went into this, um, I was expecting to not like it because everyone always ranks it pretty low on their list of Godzilla's and I don't, I don't rank this high or anything, but there's a lot of people who look at this movie negatively and I don't know, it's a, it's a fun time. Um. Uh, Manila is a horrible kaiju and sucks, but that kind of just, <laughs> that, that kind of just adds to just like, this just being just like a fun, stupid movie. That's it's just a good time. And like, I, I, part of me actually kind of prefers that he sucks. Like that just makes this movie kind of sillier in a way and sure. in some ways more endearing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't love this movie or anything, but it's, it's a good romp. What about you? I went, so the first time I watched it, I was like, oh man, I finally found a Godzilla movie I like do not like, like it's hard for me to get through. They're just like all of them. I'm glad it exists. There's Mm -hmm. things about it that are interesting and fun and quirky, but I was like, okay, you're going to watch it again for the podcast, have an open mind. And then like 
the when it gets to the island and the music starts, I felt like this horrible tension in my chest, <laughs> like flashbacks to being <laughs> so bored. Like it was just like, oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I am not a fan. I think it'll be fun to talk about. I think there's interesting and silly stuff. And yeah, I'm glad it exists. It's part of the legacy. It's a little time capsule, but it's so bad. Um, <laughs> one positive, I was trying to look for a positive for my general thoughts. One positive is I think that a lot of the Godzilla movies, especially later, but no, no, I mean, all almost all of them, the main characters don't end up interacting with the kaiju very much because it's like you know you have their story of the kaiju and then the kaiju like go to a city and they're just kind of watching from far away and it kind of dissolves and this one they are hella interacting like yeah i mean psycho is manila's mom yeah that's exactly what i'm trying to say it's not psycho that's such a weird i keep thinking you're talking about uh I'm so tired. I can't think of the guy's name. <laughs> like the most famous director of all time, uh, Hitchcock. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, but uh, so I like that. I mean, it's it's funny that like almost all the interactions involve just a long prop of a pokey thing going into the shot while people like dodge it. But there's at least. The, the stories are all intertwined, and I appreciate that. But mm. for the most part, not a fan. Oh, one other nice thing. The base sets are cool. The miniatures are cool. That stuff is... I like that. I thought um, the mantises in Kamango were pretty cool, too. Um, I... We'll get to them. I don't yeah. love them. They're fine. But yeah. Um, well, I kind of wanted to start off right off the bat with Dumb Cop of the Week. I don't know. I, I have this gut feeling that we might have picked the same one, but I don't know. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I put a uh, Furikawa, um, because I want to see you're surprised. That's not you picked. I am. Um, when they uh, when they hear something in the camp and they run out at night and they find that their clothes are stolen or whatever, and then they're like, "Oh look, it's uh, shine the flashlight out there. It's the native girl, Furikawa. I think it's Furikawa. He just takes his rifle and he's about to just immediately shoot her." Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Goro luckily uh, hits the rifle totally. to the ground. Um, but yeah, totally. very, very cop mentality. You're right. The the immediately shoot anything that was yeah. on my list. Like <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, super cop like. Oh, also, all of the scientists also had a very cop like mentality when Goro is like, "Oh, there's a there's another person on this island." They're all yes. like, "No, we already checked the island. There's definitely not." And he's like, well, you could kill this person. And they're like, no, we already checked. There's no, there's nobody else. We're going to go ahead with experiments. Um, that was very cop-like. Totally. Just, I mean, the whole mission's pretty cop-like, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, mine was, the reason I made that face when you said Furukawa is because he was the victim of the cop in mine, which is uh, Fujisaki when Furukawa quits because of horrible working conditions and Fujisaki lies and says the radio is broken mm. um keeping his coworker in danger just to make him keep working and then like it gets so much gnarlier as the movie goes on like furukawa starts going insane like literally and fujisaki's yeah. just like like it's his fault kind of and then the radio <laughs> breaks the next day and they would have been able to call but now they can't and then, there's the, then they find out they're like food 
<laughs> Fujisaki's like, unfortunately, we're all out of medicine. When they all get sick, it's like, you lied. It's in the radio is broken when you're all out of medicine. <laughs> and then, like, the fucking professor asks Fujisaki, how's Furukawa doing after all that? And Furukawa goes, he's feeling pretty low this morning. Like, <laughs> just such a dick. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, no, that didn't even occur to me, so... Yeah, you thought I'm smarter than I am. Uh, that's yep. That's the moral of that story. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fujisako. He's the he was played by Sarazawa, right? The guy who plays Sarazawa, yeah, yeah. Uh, Akira Harada. Yeah, that's right. Aki, Akihira. Fuck, mm. I forgot. I wrote in my notes to write down their names and what movies they'd been in, but I didn't. <laughs> So we're going to be guessing, but I know it's Harada. Yeah. Well, who's the how the mighty best. have fallen. How right. The once I mean, great... he's been playing a bad guy a lot. Yeah, but this one, he's not. This one's worse because no. he's not supposed to be a bad guy. It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, you're just kind of a shitty person. <laughs> That's This might this might be a good place to just mention that um, El Barto reached out. And noticed something that we didn't in Ebera, where his character, he was the eye patch guy in Ebera, mm. um, the bad guy from the Red Bamboo. And he pointed out that there might be, and it looks like there is some like anti-Chinese, anti-communist sentiment with those bad guys, because they're called Red, Red Bamboo. Um, he's wearing an eye patch with a Chinese dragon on it. Um, and they're like these unknown bad guys, and uh, like there's a lot of anti-Maoist and anti-Chinese sentiment at the time. So another Sarazawa performance, or his name's not Sarazawa. He just played him in the first one. I can't Harada he's performance. Sarazawa in, in all of our hearts. Dude, he's my favorite one. Every time I see him, I'm so stoked. Um, I usually, not in this movie, but... Well, yeah, I just meant when I see him, I'm like, oh, it's fucking him. And in yeah. my brain, I go, it's Sarazawa, not it's Harada. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. As a side note, you brought up the medicine. Um, it's just crazy that they're not like, hey, we're a bunch of scientists. Maybe we should study this red water that cured all of our sickness. <laughs> they're just like, oh, that's neat. Let's move on. <laughs> Dude, you are the master of catching the like <laughs> things that people don't think are weird in the movie. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I got like, that entrepreneur mindset. I'm just like, man, I would make millions off of that red water. Like, I'd bring all the dinosaurs from uh, whatever King Kong's last skull happened. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking make bank. Yeah, the red water, which, like, yeah, this this red liquid just has made a lot of rounds in these movies. Mm -hmm. Well, last time it was uh, yellow liquid. Um, There's yellow liquid in this one, too. It's spraying out of the... Um, out of the top, to yeah. the ionide or whatever. Or yeah, when they're doing the experiment. Yeah. <laughs> so they just, like, Toho just has, like, a basement full of barrels of red and yellow dye. And they're, yeah. like, paint. And they like, we gotta use it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about our main man. Not Godzilla, sorry. Maki Goro. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say Manila. <laughs> Goro is a fucking weirdo, dude. Yeah, I mean... To think that he would go on to Mortal Kombat after this is kind of crazy. <laughs> it's fucking wild. 
I just, when you first meet him, you're like, who is this fucking dude? And then he ends up being like one of the best characters by far. Like, yeah. he's such a fucking Even when weird. you first meet him, he's kind of cool because he just fucking parachutes in and he's just like, I'm an independent reporter and I'm here to do uh, uh, the story. It's like, who just, that's just crazy. Who, that. who dropped <laughs> <laughs> this is a secret experiment going on. He just fucking parachutes in. And he's just like, I know there's a story here. Not even being yeah. paid by anyone. <laughs> it's so wild. And like, I don't really understand his plan because he's like, I'm not going to move a muscle until you like, whatever, allow me to stay. And they <laughs> give him food. And he's like trying not to eat when they're looking because it's moving a muscle. But like, they notice yeah. the food's gone. <laughs> oh, wow. That food just evaporated. I wonder what happened. I mean, you obviously are in the exact same position, so it wasn't you. <laughs> totally. The, uh... Maybe whoever's stealing our clothes snuck in and stole that food from your plate. Yeah, totally. His style is impeccable. Like, first he's wearing Yeah, I mean, well, he's not vest. a man. You said our main man. Um, he's obviously a woman because he wears red. He's like, I'm Goro. I'm a boy. <laughs> Such a good line. But when he's wearing that shirt, he has it, like, unbuttoned but tucked in. Like, unbuttoned all the way but tucked into his shorts. It's yeah. fucking great. He's, he's got some class. And he wears the life preserver for, like, a day. <laughs> so good, dude. But, yeah, um, it's weird because, like, a lot of times in these movies, the reporters are depicted as people. Like, at first, they're kind of heroes a lot i guess yeah they they were heroes in earlier ones then for yeah. a while it kind of felt like oh they just want to get a scoop they don't care like in frankenstein conquers the world but here again we have one who it's like he's not just trying to get a story he gives a fuck like he's the one who wants to go help her when he sees her and nobody else cares yeah he's the only one that cares about her yeah um, well they don't believe him but still true and, but, like, he is a fucking wingnut. Like, I don't know if I'd believe him. But it's, like, you can't have it both ways. Like, either you think he's good enough to be on your crew and have one of your guns, so you believe him, or yeah. you don't, so you don't. Like, you can't be like, you can have a gun, but I'm not going to trust you when you say there's people. <laughs> and it's just so crazy how they're just, like, just dismiss it. Just, like, right away. Just, like, no, no, sorry. We We walked around this island. We know that there's nobody here. And it's yeah, like, it's it's a fucking like jungle island. It'd be pretty easy to miss something. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's what happens when you have your head in the science. It's like if we don't hit yeah. this deadline, we're fucked. So I can't let myself believe there's a person on the island, right? Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about that person. Uh, Seiko Matsumiya. Already talked about her superpower. Um, <laughs> interesting backstory. Uh, like, yeah, the. Um, there's a pretty interesting backstory that it's also kind of weird. Like, so her dad was an archaeologist studying this island with his wife, but they're the only two people there. How does that, that seems weird. And well, then other people might've been there, but he stayed. We don't know. Um, but also like, why is he so famous that, the professor knows about him, but he was just abandoned. Nobody worried and, like, yeah. came and checked. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't get weird. it. <laughs> um, um, but they really taught her um, uh, Japanese very well, considering she only had 
her parents to learn her from and speak with. Yeah. She knows it very well. Um, also, I mean, I don't know if she... I don't know if she understands the Japanese or she just understands the... Or she can just read English really well. Um, but, because of the subtitles? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Whenever they talk, okay. there's uh, English words come out. And she, oh, that's so true. So she could be that's reading true. those. Um, or maybe she just understands Japanese. I don't know. Do, so on that note, do you think that her like wild sound she makes is English or Japanese? I think it's uh it's um it's God's it's Godzilla speak. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I forgot, yeah, Godzilla can speak according to Ghidorah the three headed monster. <laughs> yeah. What do you think Manila's going around going <laughs> Oh god, dude, just <laughs> shoot me. Just take me out back and shoot me when he does that. I... Like just Yeah. It's <laughs> I mean it is a nice gift. It's a gift we have that we have him to make fun of and to laugh at. Um, I I wanted to like Seiko, Seiko, but she's like likes him so much. She like throws him <laughs> fruit, and I just I just kind of hate her for that. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, sometimes you know when sometimes you have to make some judgments on people based on who they're hanging around with and. If they're really ugly and annoying and they're hanging around them, then there's something, there might be something <laughs> wrong with them. I gotta say, I didn't, it didn't occur to me till this moment, because I, uh, spoiler alert, I didn't think about this movie as hard as I think about a lot of these movies, <laughs> that there's kind of a parallel with her and Baby Man, uh, Baby Baby <laughs> Guy, um, in that they're both like orphaned on this island and then their people come back. Wow. You know? Wow. Um, and Deep. maybe that's why she had to throw him fruit. You know, she's feeling yeah, for him. They have a connection. Um, yeah, I, that's... Uh, Godzilla wasn't even going to feed his ass, huh? He was just like, I got one thing to do with you, and that's... Or I got two things to do with you. One, protect you from praying mantises, and two, teach you how to breathe radiation. Um Totally, but, but I think at first he just I'm had fucking doing. You you can teach yourself how to eat. You can yeah. You can do anything else. I'm not. I don't care. Those are those are my obligations. I wonder what Godzilla's parents were like. I mean, probably you get a feeling that um, he was raised the same way. And he's yeah, like, this exactly. is how I was raised. This is how you're going to be raised. It's tough it's love. A cycle. Kid. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Oh man, just watching the patriarchy unfold like that, just the the brutal the Yeah, but <sighs> really I mean he's a shitty father, but also like can you blame him? Exactly. Like, yeah, I can, but we got to take into account, you know, he doesn't know any better. What examples did Godzilla have? Totally. Yeah. I mean, uh can you blame him because Manila's so ugly and annoying? Um, but oh, also, yeah. yeah, because he was not shown good parenting himself. Um, that's yeah. also another reason why it's hard to blame it's, him. But It's like when I stand outside with my kitten in the cold and we're freezing to death to go into hibernation, my only examples are the movie Son of Godzilla. Like, what else? <laughs> How am I supposed to know? You know, they don't tell you when you walk into a blockbuster, which of these is the right parenting. You grab one off the shelf and you roll the dice. 
you know? <laughs> I'm really glad to see that you're kind you're finally understanding fatherhood. Um it's something I never thought I'd see, but wow, this is this is really heartwarming. I'm glad I, I'm glad you dig it. Yeah, um, I'm glad I get experiences. <laughs> totally. Uh wait, let's what's your talk cat's about? Name? Uh Pan. Because he's a magical forest creature. Oh, okay. I thought you meant uh, Pam as in the office. No, no. Um, let's talk about Professor Kasumi, played by... Oh, I can't remember his name either, but he's in, like, a lot of them. Like, he's in King Kong vs. Godzilla. I think he's in one of the Mothras. Um, actually, I think um, I have it pulled up. Let me see if I still do. Hell yeah. It's... Ta- Tadao Takashima. Takashima, who, that's right. He was also... He's in King Kong vs. Godzilla, Atragon, and Frankenstein vs. Baragon. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was the, like, sidekick in Frankenstein vs. Baragon. Or, like... Yeah, totally. Um, But he's gotten a little older. He has a little of that... Yeah. uh little, little color in his hair. A little white. Yeah. Okay. His experiment. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. Like, do you want to start? What do you think of his experiment? <laughs> right. So first of all, I think I missed this. Um, they're working for the United Nations? Well, they said that the United Nations Agricultural Division or something are the only people who know they're there. But I don't know that that means... In, in mine, it didn't say United Nations. Okay. Damn it, I can't find it. But yeah, mine said something else other than United Nations. Um, so I was confused when you put that, but then I was looking at the Gojipedia, and they said United Nations too. But I'm almost... Huh. It definitely wasn't... When they said the other organization knows it, it was like World Food something or something like that. Uh, but it wasn't United Nations in mine. Well, I guess if Gojipedia is going off mine, we know my translation's right. So we'll call Kumunga Spiga. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> but they also call him Kumanga and uh, uh, Karl Marx's or or whatever the mantises were. For sure, for sure. Um, we got that cleared up. Okay. What, did you have anything you wanted to say about the experiment? Um, yeah, it's just uh, like I said before. Um, like this is it's a common belief that like a lot of people hold this belief that. The problem with growing populations is we're not going to have enough food for people. And as far as I know, that's not really the problem. Like right now, we have an overabundance of food. It's just there's a profit motive. So we throw out food when people don't buy it instead of uh, making sure hungry people get it. And we throw out tons and tons and tons of food. So much I mean, at a certain point, I guess you that might become an issue, but it would be a long ways down and, uh, um, and fucking with climates where they're like this, these areas of the world are useless. So we can change the climate there to, uh, so, so that we can grow food. They're like, that seems like a pretty bad idea. <laughs> yeah. So like, first of all, talking about population in general is really tricky because it's like most of the time it leads to eco-fascism. Like mm-hmm. I think that of course, any ecosystem, even if it's worldwide, can only hold a certain number. So eventually you do yes. have to talk about that. But most of the time it turns into 
fucking so we need to stop black and brown people in the third world from having sex or having so many babies or whatever and like it gets really tricky but yeah absolutely there's plenty of food most of the time it's a distribution issue right we throw away tons of food like you're saying on every level like the farms throw away sometimes a third of the tomatoes in the United States to keep the prices up. And you get arrested if you go in the dumpster for tomatoes at the end, every step, dude. Yeah. But also just like, okay, there's two things that piss me off so much about this. One is that there's this common fucking liberal thing where they're like, we're going to do this thing. So then in the future we can fix this problem. But until then, we're going to just do the problem constantly right now. Like we're going to figure out how to recycle fucking plastic things that hold together beer things so that later while we just dump all the plastic in the ocean, we don't stop. We just keep going. So then 20 years, we can lessen it by a percent. Yeah. But at the same time, like this fucking anthropocentrism of like, we can't use these areas so they're useless. We can just destroy them because humans don't fucking get anything out of them. It's yeah, so there's, fucking... There's other things that live there. and also, I mean... They are life. Those things are life. Yeah. Like... Uh, also, like, it just seems like... I, I don't know enough about science and stuff, but it seems like changing all these extreme places to a certain climate like that seems like it would have overall more drastic bad effects like changing icy areas into much warmer like it seems like that would contribute to well one lots of melted ice and snow and stuff um so rising water levels but also just like fuck up weather and make weather crazier and contribute to stuff like that and just seems like there's a kind of a balance going on that would really just throw a wrench into things and it's all one connected system so yeah it would throw it out of balance we don't know what the results would be but also it's just this like instead of stopping the thousands of things we're doing that are causing the problem we'll put a band-aid after and just keep the modes of production burring we'll just Mm -hmm. keep everything the same we'll just fix it down like we'll we'll just destroy the planet and go to space we'll just destroy the planet and and fix the weather we'll just we can clear cut all we want because we can control the rain like fuck you just stop clear cutting like i know it it seems like more and more year by year that's basically the solutions to everything is just like a temporary band-aid um yes totally yeah. so that we can in the can any, the anything but actually solving the problem mm-hmm. which it's not like they're easy to solve but it's just frustrating when it's like a fantasy movie and you're like come on guys you can do whatever you want <laughs> yeah. um i so i threw out the word anthropocentrism just in case it's not clear to people that's like the idea that humans everything gets value based on what humans want. So a tree matters only because it can give me shade or it can give me sap or it can give me wood. But biocentrism is one of the alternatives to that, which is just an idea that like things have worth just because they do and humans can't decide what that worth is. And obviously we're going to use things sometimes, but we, the, the fucking tundra is not useless just because you don't see a use for it. Mr. Dr. Man. Like, (laughs) But sorry, on top of that, one of them he rec- one of them he mentions. He says Siberian tundra, African deserts, which lots of important stuff there, but also South American jungles, the fucking yeah. Amazon, the source <laughs> that, of that... most of drugs on earth, even from a or our oxygen. 
I know, I was about to say oxygen. When you said drugs, I was thinking like the cool kind of drugs and I was like It's all I, both both I know both and, like, but that's what I thought you meant. <laughs> but there he's literally saying that we should destroy millions of species we've never even encountered to make farmland <laughs> to help the planet. It's so frustrating. Not to mention there's people that live there. <laughs> totally. Totally. And also, like, you're saying, oh, anything that's not, like, fertile land is useless. Uh, and then you just talk about Tokyo later. We're going back to Tokyo. Like... You've just paved over it all, but that's fine. <laughs> Do you think you got a little blind spot, which is like the the eighty percent of places where people live, which are cities where you can't grow shit? <laughs> like, yeah. So you're like paving over this shit and then burning the rainforest because oh no, where's the crops? Like oh my god. Yeah. The, oh. the rainforest. Yeah, that's especially egregious. Like yeah. You, I can kind of understand someone being like, oh, well, the tundra, we can transfer that. Um, I mean, I don't agree with it, but I can see where totally. they're coming from in some way. But the rainforest is just like so insane. I mean, yeah. I'd be like, oh, useless rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> like the other parts are more, uh, we can swallow them more because they line up with everything we hear when we watch TV or whatever. Mm. Like, everybody, all of the people in charge would agree with it. And then he gets to the rainforest, and you're like, so this is just another level of Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the places in the world most thriving with life. <laughs> um, yes. And, and it's like... Yeah. Most Fucking important nuts. for our survival. <laughs> Steamroller goes... <laughs> So, I love that he's like, we have to keep this secret because we don't want it to go in the wrong hands. And then he's like, oh shit, the second balloon didn't work. We're fucked. It's like, who's the wrong hands, motherfucker? Like, Mr. Burn down the rainforest can't even do it if he wants to. Like, oh, and your device to change the weather didn't work? Who could have predicted this? (laughs) It's kind of weird that what fucked him up was... uh... Manila just calling for help from his dad. That yeah. fucked the experiment up. I don't... <laughs> didn't have that in your spreadsheet. How does that work? <laughs> I have no idea. I also thought it was amazing that they're like, it's a secret. But you, random dude who's a total wingnut who came from the sky, we're going to tell only, you about... Not only that, guy who came from the sky specifically to write a story. <laughs> <laughs> about what we're doing it's just amazing like they cause a radioactive heat wave like immediately after telling this whole thing and you're just like of course they did like that almost made well we'll get to it later but like i don't know exactly what that means i will say the sets when the storms are going through that was cool i actually yeah that looked really cool um uh the storms in general on this look pretty cool uh like later in the movie when um they're doing the experiments and like uh godzilla and kumanga are fighting they're just like the uh behind them just like the sky and it it just looks really yeah it's really neat looking the way it's kind of clouded and um yeah overcast and it's it's kind of cool we usually don't get those kind of uh that kind of background in these movies so it's, it's pretty neat totally um as well as the the snow fights, also it's not something we get 
a lot of snow fights. Oh, a fight in the snow. In the fight yeah, in yeah, the yeah, snow. yeah. Totally. Um, um, one other thing about the experiment, really quick, is that uh, it's pretty funny that the professor, the doctor, uh, like towards the end of the movie when they're like in the cave, is like maybe it's time we give up on the experiment. <laughs> yeah. for... How how honorable of you. <laughs> so far past. I know. It's basically like, he has no other choice at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, not only is he no other choice, he had no other choice so long ago that it's like, wait, do you, you still were thinking about that at all? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we had all pretty much agreed that... That we were done. <laughs> you know when we uh, put out such horrible, uh, such a horrible situation, we had to hide in caves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe when we abandoned everything and it was all destroyed, like the dis- is that even a decision we can make? Isn't it already <laughs> made? Um, so the experiment, the failed experiment, uh, made the praying mantises giant. Yeah. Why do you think it was just the three praying mantises? Why? Do you think Kumanga grew? I don't. I don't think Kumanga I did. You I assumed think... it did. Yeah, but like her dad had talked about Kumanga, a giant spider, before. I mean, obviously. Yeah, but the praying mantises were big already. Yeah, that's true. But okay. I, I guess we don't know. I just assumed it could easily be either way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is pretty funny that they didn't like that they started with giant praying mantises. Like, you didn't have to. You could have just been like, oh, there's praying mantises around. Be careful. And then it was giant. And I feel like that would have had more of an effect on us as an audience. Yeah. Uh, And they're not. And it's. It kind of makes it even weirder because they're not like, wow, there's praying mantises. There's there's 15 foot tall praying mantises out here. They're just like, yeah, there's fucking annoying praying mantises come here at night and we have to run out with our rifles and shoot at them and to make them go away. Yeah, that's just one of the bad things about this island, that and the heat. Yep. <laughs> totally. Totally. I, I think from a filmmaking perspective, the reason they did it the way they did is to throw a little action in earlier. Um, yeah. So I get that. But like, you know, it's a fucking kaiju movie. You could have had a like a tiger or some shit like they do <laughs> shit like that all the time where there's something else happening but mm-hmm. then they would have had to make giant tigers so it's oh, yeah. pretty sweet so um honestly i don't have much to say about furukawa or fujisaki other than the stuff we've talked about do you no they're really i mean kasumi too like there really isn't really much to any of their characters um totally uh, Furukawa is just, yeah, I mean, I guess he's, he's just showing, like, he's meant to show the extreme conditions of the island, how the heat can drive you, can drive a man mad. Um, sure. And uh, as we analyze it from our perspective, it, it shows kind of shitty working conditions. Um, I mean, he compares it to a concentration camp, at least in my <laughs> translation. <laughs> I don't remember that, but maybe he doesn't mind too. Yeah. There's one, I don't know which actor it is because I didn't do as much research as I normally do, but one of them is another recurring guy, like the main guy in uh, Rodan, and he's been a, a few others. I think it's the guy that plays Furukawa. I didn't think it was him. I thought it was maybe the guy who played yeah. Morio, the guy with the glasses. Oh, the guy that plays Furukawa has been in a bunch of stuff, but that's not the guy we're talking about. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, 
but he was in Raids Again, above Varan. Damn, all-star cast, man. Frankenstein vs. Baragon. Um, Damn. Invasion of Astro Monster. But, uh, I think it's the guy that plays Goro? Oh, yeah, it could be him. Yeah, I think he's he's the main guy in Rodan, right? Okay, gotcha. No, I'm wrong. No, it was Morio, right? Oh, yeah, Kenji Sahara. Yeah. Um, isn't that the guy that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Godzilla's Just Man on Ship. I forgot that. Yeah, he was in a ton of stuff. Um, who, who does he play in this? He's Morio. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to remember. Tell me I'm right. Give me an award. You're right, you're right. I'm, who was Morio? He was just one of the other guys. He, okay. in the first scene, he's with Furukawa, and he's wearing like a hat and sunglasses. And he looks okay. really cool. But he doesn't yeah. have a big part. He never has really any role. Yeah. Totally. All right, dude. It's time. It's it's fucking it's motherfucking baby time, bro. I where does the name Manila come from? <laughs> I don't know. It must be later. We'll find out soon. Yeah, this is not I'm wondering our... if it was ever in any of his movies or if it's just like. I think it has to be because I think. I shouldn't speculate. I don't fucking know. I think there's something with the translation where some people say Manila and then some people say it's Mania or Minya. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, Minya, yeah, I've seen that one before. The end of the Showa era is, or like this section of the Showa era is what I know the least about as far as Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So I'm fucking not sure. Do you think, was he like a hit with audiences? So they're like, well, we need to bring him back with a couple, for, a I couple don't more know. movies. Like. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but um, I just, my big question is, this movie, you know, they're trying to drive home uh, concerns. Semi-valid, semi, you know, fucked up, attached to fucked up things, concerns, but concerns nonetheless about overpopulation. Mm-hmm. And yet, we're supposed to think it's so great that Godzilla has a child? <laughs> wow. That's a wow. good point. Um, Thank you. So yeah, baby Godzilla is born, and he looks like poop as a fetus. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can all agree. I I thought he looks like fetus as a poop, but um... ooh, I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, where to begin, dude? His face? Maybe we start with his fucking I, face. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is what happens when a human woman um, has a Godzilla's child. Comes you out not looking... let that go. <laughs> if that's the truth, like that changes everything. So she goes from like a good, loving character, kind of, except the end fucks with it, to like doesn't give a fuck about her son. Like, imagine having a child, throwing fruit at it, making a call to it, and then just abandoning it with Godzilla. Well, I mean, look at that fucking thing. It's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair. You know, as as parents, we've all been there where we're like, I don't actually know if I can love this thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just had more bravery than us to be true to herself. Yeah. I mean, this is basically the eraser head of Godzilla movies, I think. I've never seen it, actually, so I don't oh. know. And, but I know uh, there's a baby in an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it's like this post-apocalyptic setting. Um, just the super rundown area, but the main character has a... 
he knocks up his girlfriend and the baby ends up being this hideous deformed monster right. baby and then she's just like fuck this i'm i'm out of fear and he's like raising the kid and just uh what a rip off of this yeah god <laughs> pretty much that's what i'm saying get some original ideas yeah you're right so i mean what else you got to say about this guy uh but but yeah i um why dude <laughs> I don't like okay let's let's are there any things you like about him let's start with that well I did like how when he hatched and um immediately the characters that saw him hatch were like it's a baby Godzilla they just instantly recognized it as a baby Godzilla which Um, no it doesn't look like that at all no uh but anything I like about him I mean I I, like I said earlier, I think just the fact that he's so horrible and stupid is does uh, is kind of fun. Just just for like it's this a, one yes, movie, it's just service like, for humanity. Yeah, it's just it's just a ridiculous, just kind of silly thing. It's like okay, I'll take I'll take ninety minutes of just that stupid, ugly, sure. horrible thing. <laughs> I think his uh, his back spikes are a little bit cute. I did like those. And I think his movements are so funny how he does the like weird, like quick short arm things and then kind of like rubs his belly and thighs. Like (laughs) that's funny as shit. Uh, But, and I guess learning the atomic breath is kind of cute. Like it was a good try. (laughs) He he blows little rings. Yeah, totally. Um, Which like, you think that would take some practice. You know? Yeah, that's I, yeah. I I I can't do that with with the uh, smoke. So yeah, in the world of uh of cigarette smoking, like he's already he was born a hero. Yeah, and yeah, that's another thing. It's also super impressive because this is like less than a day uh before being hatched, and he's already being able to fucking yeah. blow radiation rings. That's crazy. Totally. Um, another good thing about him, I mean, he allows us to see a different side of Godzilla that we've never shown this kind of like warming, uh, relatable, like, Oh, he's a father side. And Oh, he's super annoyed by his kid. Like he should be. And like fathers, uh, like parents are a lot because kids can be fucking annoying. And then obviously it offers that super poignant moment in the last couple shots of him holding him as they freeze. So I, yeah, it just, yeah, it doesn't work. I don't like it. It doesn't, like, carry on for me. I will say there's a movie in the Heisei era where they do an actually good job of that, where it feels like Godzilla could be like that. And you're like, it worked way better for me. But in this, I'm just like, this isn't Godzilla to me. This isn't, this is just, yeah. a, a, like, a fan fiction. Like, this is, like, a joke. Yeah, uh, uh, rewatching it this time... Um... I was going into it thinking like, wait, is we don't know for sure that's that's a uh, Godzilla's son. It could just be um uh, an egg, and he's just being like a stepfather. But then watching the movie, I was like, oh no, he's literally like calling for Godzilla, and Godzilla has like a 
uh, hears his calls and comes to the island. So obviously it has to be it has well, to be his son. I don't know about that. I thought it was just calling like to his, like his species would pick it up. Mm. Um, I definitely until this moment, until you said that, am now now considering it, but never considered that they were actually related. I thought he's just been adopting him. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, that's what I, I thought. Know. Yeah. But just the fact that Godzilla comes running to the island just made me think, like, man, maybe, I guess there is some kind of actual familiar. Yeah. I, I feel like that could be a species thing or it could be a parent thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Um, I would um, think if it was a parent thing, you're right, they'd be calling for the mom too. I don't know. But, like, where did he come from then? If he's not his son, and if he is his son, where'd he come from? Like, <laughs> what? And it's just so weird that they don't care. They don't. I, I know. There's usually like a scientist pointing to a board being like, we know what the inside of Godzilla looks like already and how much he weighs. <laughs> and we know how old he is and how many like fucking things he did in the past. And yeah. What all the, yeah. What? We know Godzillas are asexual. And so they are. are and so he didn't need a, a lady Godzilla. Uh, um, yeah. You'd think yeah. there would be some kind of story where they're like, you know, the the crimes of humanity since the dropping of the atomic bombs that created Godzilla have been so horrific and, like, we have learned nothing to the point where our hate and ugliness manifested itself into this fucking thing. <laughs> that seems... uh. Uh, deeper than Fukuda usually goes. <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe that's what he was thinking, and the reason he doesn't like these movies is they cut those parts out. <laughs> Should we email him? Yeah, totally. Um, I, I hear he answers all his emails like Noam Chomsky. <laughs> I was just thinking about that today. My, my like, viral meme of Noam Chomsky got another like randomly as it does every uh -huh. once in a while, even though it was like so long ago. And I'm like, at this point, somebody probably emailed him that. Like, fuck, <laughs> now I feel bad. Have you ever emailed him? No, I don't want to waste his time. I'm also like, yeah, I'm glad he's around, but I'm not into him. So it's not. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. A couple other things I actually did like. I like when he gets hit in the head with a rock. I like when he <laughs> falls face first into the ground during the snow. <laughs> Yeah, I liked when uh, uh, when he was being webbed by Kumanga, and at first he's fighting it, but then at a certain point, it just, it, it I guess it broke his threshold, and he just fucking just drops to the ground like a fucking log. <laughs> yes. One thing I will say, with having some sympathy with him, what a fucked up first five minutes of life. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, you get pecked immediately by like or not pecked what are they doing stabbed by yeah they're just like poking <laughs> yeah uh, hard pokes hard and i feel like a bunch of other shit happened too that i don't even remember it was just gnarly yeah uh but is this not what godzilla wished upon mothra's uh child good point but i mean remember the younger generations take on the burdens created by the older yeah. hey well yeah i mean i yeah. think so that's that's always been one of my firm beliefs yeah true um but yeah i mean in that movie godzilla was obsessed with killing mothra's egg and in this movie those mantises are obsessed with killing godzilla's egg uh yeah. 
what's what's up with that? You know what? By the way, good choice for this movie for this week because Easter is coming up and we got an egg. So good job. Hell yeah! You're gonna add it to your Easter movie list? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh. Well, I don't know. We've talked about this motherfucker for so long. I hate his sounds. Let's move on to Godzilla. We, we only talked about the things we like, so... Did we? Okay, what do you not like about this guy? Um, his face, his body, his noises, the, uh, the way he annoys Godzilla, <laughs> the way he plays jump rope with Godzilla's tail while Godzilla's trying to sleep. I mean... <laughs> Godzilla puts in a hard day of work. Let him sleep. Don't yeah. Don't play jump rope with his tail. Go play with your rocks and your your Seiko. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just he's just bad. Like a lot of children, he's just bad news, and he shouldn't have any rights. <laughs> but what do you think of the design? Oh, the design is just <laughs> top-notch design. His nose, oh, I um, yeah, like it's not thinking? like this was a second. So, so this this is like the B B director Fukuda instead of the A director Honda. But Subaraya was working on this, so like mm, he advised a guy who did it, but they always just put his name on it because okay, they, well that's some that shitty like ass. That's some shitty ass advice in there, Subaraya. Yeah, totally. Dude, I don't, I feel like they were like, they must have been realizing kids were more the audience now. And they were like, we have to make it look like a kid. So then it becomes a thing where it's like the movie fucking alien, except not meant to be gross. Where they're like, how can we add human elements to make it even creepier? But they're like, we'll make human elements to make it cute. And then, you know, just the aisles of the movie theater are full of vomit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think they're like, well, Son of Kong was such a huge hit and such a beloved movie. Yeah, um, true. I think we need to do a Son of Godzilla. Absolutely, absolutely. They're like, you know what? 30 years later, 35 years later, that's the time. It's, <laughs> it's time to do our own good follow-up. Okay, Godzilla in this. So this is one of the first movies in Godzilla... Uh, in Godzilla... We're eight movies in where he's like right there in the beginning. Yeah. And before the opening credits. Um, yeah. Or, or before the title card. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I, 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 um, it was a cool intro. It's, uh, you know me, I love storms. Um, and yeah, it's a storm at sea and just Godzilla just fucking emerges and he's awesome looking with a storm and he's just like, yo, I got to answer this call. And he heads to the island, and it's just like, son of Godzilla. It's a sweet intro. I totally disagree. I, I knew you were going to say that because you don't like things I that are cool. I, I generally like things. I just, he's never looked so shitty. So I'm like, oh, it's Godzilla. Really? And for a second, it's cool. And then I'm like, this is the ugliest suit we've had by far. Wow. By I didn't, far. His I didn't think the suit was bad head, at all. That, that didn't occur to me at all. Really? Oh, the second I saw it, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I swear I was sitting there being like, you're going to fucking dig it this time. You're going to dig it. You're going to like. And then I was like, oh, man, really? Like, maybe because you've been having such a bad week. (laughs) I don't think so. 
<laughs> I don't know. I still enjoyed the Fast and the Furious movies I watched. They were fucking great. So. <laughs> yeah, but just imagine how much more you'd enjoy them. True. True. Um, um, I did like it when he smashed all the eco-fascist shit. I was cheering. Like, fuck their science bullshit. Take them out. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is, this was part of the United Nations. I mean, you're just going to have more scientists do this. and Because uh, they got, they've got, they're not just one nation full of people. They're tons of nations full of people. So they yeah. can, they can keep totally. sciencing away at this, uh, at this thing. Yeah, it's this, like a hydra of scientists. You, you yeah. knock a few eco-fascists out and five more sprout up. Yeah, Oof. it's bad. It's bad news, folks. Uh, did you enjoy any other parts of Godzilla or um, in this movie? Yeah, uh, well, I I think it was Kumanga. Like he just fucking as soon as he sees Kumanga, I think like the first thing he does is throw a rock at him. Is, is that okay. right? I don't remember. I do remember there being rocks and me being like every fucking time. I, I I remember like as soon as he sees one of the monsters, so he's either Kamanga or one of the mantises, he just fucking immediately throws a rock at him. Um, I, I think, think it's, it's the mantises. I know there is a rock scene with the mantises because I I know they like pass a rock between the two mantises and then yeah they do get some real soccer shit yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure um, like as soon as he sees Kamanga or something, he just fucking pelts him with a rock. Uh, nice. Uh, but with the mantises, I, I, I thought those fight scenes were awesome. He yes. just fucking does, because the mantises were puppets, he can go more just fucking yes. uh, Seiko mode on them. And he just, just body slams them. He just fucking body slams them. You see limbs uh, fly off of them. Uh, uh, you see a limb fly off of one and it's like a shot outside of, you don't see either Godzilla or the Mantis, but you see this fucking one of the Mantis's arms on fire, just like going through the air. It's so for cool. sure. <laughs> I I really liked. Um, he blasts one of them, and it just like wrecks it midair, and it's so cool. And like, I know this is probably an annoying pet peeve for our listeners to keep ha- hearing, but I I get really annoyed in the movies where like now that they're cheaper like sometimes the atomic breath does sometimes something and sometimes it literally doesn't affect them so that part was really cool it's so annoying that later he shoots one with it and it just doesn't notice um but when he does oh it's cool and he just like he body slams one and then he like kicks the ass out of another like body slams it and then keeps beating it up like yeah and then it's on the ground and he fucking breathes on it and just sets it on fire (laughs) so sick so awesome yeah and then the other man just flies away um i really liked that fight scene it was pretty short um but uh it was awesome and then the fight with kumanga once again it was it was pretty short overall over the the fight scenes in this are definitely less uh the climactic centerpieces as they are in a lot of the other uh godzilla movies um but uh and the the bad guys I guess it didn't seem as dangerous because even when Kamanga no. had Godzilla on the ropes, all it took was a Manila to save his ass. Um, they just don't feel like character. I mean, we'll get into them yeah. more, but in the fights, yeah, they didn't. It's, I mean, partially because they're it's a it's a suit. They got like strings, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Were you saying you liked the fight with uh, Kumanga? 
No, I was just bringing up how they're both short fights. Um, oh, the fight gotcha. with Kumanga, yeah, I, it was definitely a, a few steps down from the fight of the Mantises. Yeah. Um, really not it, that, I, that much to it. Just the string breath versus the radiation breath. and Yeah, for so long. Like, the spraying reminded me of the end of Mothra vs. Godzilla, but mm-hmm. just way longer. Yeah. Um, I was not a fan of that fight, but I did like that he kicked Kumanga over, and then eventually they both just lit him on fire. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what about these big mantises and giant mantises? And what did you? What did yours say? Um, uh, Kamakuras. Okay, interesting. Because in mine, they made a whole big point where they were like gigantic and the guy was like what and he's like gigantic mantis or giant mantis and they're like oh it would of course it would take a reporter to come up with such a clever name and um, yeah in mine there was a conversation like that where they're like uh the kamakuras and like where is that from and he's like oh goro came up with it and like oh of course the reporter came up with it or something like that um, weird but it's not like a clever na- i guess it's a japanese clever name that we don't I, get probably i have no idea okay yeah. Interesting. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we've talked about them a bit. You you said you thought they were cool? I thought they looked really neat. Um, obviously, both them and Kamanga, it's not like there's... It's not the most creative things, just like a regular praying mantis just made giant. But I thought yeah. the, the puppets looked really cool. Um, their big old eyes and their skinny bodies and their Super limbs that fly eyes. off and their wings that... That they come out and they can fly. I, I I thought they looked really awesome. I thought they were pretty fun. Um, I liked that there were three of them. Uh, that kind of made it uh, more cool. Um, totally. And and it's just it was also kind of neat having just this side bad guy who isn't just like a main villain or um, it's just kind of a cool little. You usually don't get that kind of side character type of thing in these. totally yeah i i thought the eyes were really cool and the design were pretty cool i liked the yellow eyes before they got giant like hiding in the dark yeah um that was cool i to me it's kind of the way they move kind of ruins it for me especially walking it just so there's no weight to it and it just feels so cheap but um i mean they're like ugly motherfuckers but uh yeah i mean it it almost felt like I was on like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and they were an animatronic who just does the same thing over and over. Like, we're just hitting the egg, hitting the egg, hitting the egg. Can't do anything well, else. We've got to wait for that you to pass in the boat. Well, they were yeah, trying to obviously. save us from Manila. Maybe they're the good guys. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, my God. And they're trying to stop overpopulation, too. They're like, we yeah. heard you. <laughs> yeah, they want to they want to kill the baby so bad. They want to kill the egg so bad. But, yeah, like when one of them flew... It looked fucking sick. I was I was like, oh yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, I also never... like that because he just saw his two buddies get killed by Godzilla, and he's just like, oh fuck, I'm I'm getting out of here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I gave him a little personality. Um, yeah. I feel like uh, there were some shots where people were like in the foreground and they were kind of walking, and they looked kind of like walking in the background it was obviously like you know two shots but it like put on top of each other but 
there's something about it in this one where even though they were kind of reusing the same set for that and like doing the same angles, it I liked that the best of their stuff. I feel like it looked cool. Yeah. And they're good at soccer. Like they're the best ones so far. Yeah. That's, um, maybe we got to get a Mantis team going. Maybe you need to, <laughs> maybe we need to spice up the, the world cup league or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, totally. And, Spice up the soccer world, or as true soccer heads like me call it, the football world. Yeah, totally. Um, and you have to call yourself soccer heads, not football heads, because you don't want to be confused with Hey Arnold. Totally yeah. understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Kumanga. I thought this was a cool as fuck design. I really liked him. Yeah, I liked him a lot too. Um, once again, it's just like a big spider, so nothing kind of too crazy or interesting and cool but it was it was executed um perfectly in my opinion it's just an awesome looking puppet uh, and like the 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 yellow stripes the like purple crystal eyes like it was mm-hmm. it was unique um uh, li- yeah a little bit stuff that wasn't totally spider-like but i i, I hear you mm-hmm. um so this book that i have uh the kaiju film a critical study of cinema's biggest monsters by jason barr brought up that this might be a reference to uh i'm gonna get it wrong tsuchigumo t-s-u-c-h-i-g-u-m-o which is a yokai which are like hideous creatures from japanese folklore Mm -hmm. um so this specific one tsuchigomo he said it was a gigantic spider of legend that terrorized local villages the legend states that when the spider is finally killed the bodies of thousands of dead villagers slide out of its belly whoa fucking intense wait so he's saying it it was based on that or they're just he's uh... saying i that like yeah to japanese audiences that would be pretty familiar and that okay. uh, that it was in a whole section of kaiju and monsters that were inspired by different yokai i don't know if i'm Um, pronouncing any of that right as a side note uh die the studio that does that did the gameras they have a trilogy of yokai movies that um i have a box set of and am going to uh want to cover at some point with my picks i've heard of these i think or i know about um two at least two of the movies i think I, th- I think the ones i'm thinking of was a duology so i might be thinking of a different series where like the first one came out and then the second one like had way more kaiju in it um yeah i think that is the first one um the second one definitely has more than the i mean they're not kaiju they're they're not giant monsters though um but the second one in it has more than the first one and then there's a third one and then Mike did a one in like the early 2000s or something. Yeah, the one I'm thinking of, like I said, has more kaiju. Like the first one had okay. yokai and the second one it integrated like more known kaiju okay. too, I think. So we're probably thinking of different ones. Yeah. Um, in fact, I thought the second one I'm thinking of was like recent. Um, anyway, okay. we'll figure that out when we figure that out. Yep. Um, I kind of thought that kumanga's walk except for towards the end they did a much better job with his walking as a puppet than they did with the mantises um i was i was pleasantly surprised yeah i wonder that 
has to do, I guess, with like the shape of the puppet. I guess because the mantises are super tall with super long legs. Maybe that's just kind of harder to puppet believably than something with eight legs that aren't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of maybe because also this is like kind of like the big rival. Um, yeah, the big finale. Who knows? Big fight. All right. Anything else with monsters, big or um, small? Big. Well, Kumanga, his uh. Well, first of all, his breath. What do you think? What do you think of his string breath? Yeah. I um. When it's shooting out, it kind of looked good, but then when you saw it. Like, especially when it was, like, on the humans, it just looked like strands of paper. And Oh, yeah. They really didn't even seem that bothered by it. Uh, it was the, one of those, like, they were bothered by it when it helped the plot, and they weren't when it didn't. Yeah. It was, like, For later sure. when they're, like, leaving the cave, and it's, like, it's all over the place. They're just kind of, like, walking through <laughs> totally. it. And it's just, weren't, weren't you supposed to get, like, stuck to that and stuff? Yeah, that's um, the exact moment I was thinking of, where I was like, oh, it yeah. doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, um... And then with the fight with Godzilla, like, it just, it just seemed like too relying on that. It's, it's like only attack, basically, other totally. than uh, shooting like a tooth or what in Godzilla's eye. I don't, I don't know what that was. Um, yeah. It kind of uh, reminds me of Biolante where like, it's this awesome puppet, but then because it's so complicated and it's a person in a suit, it's like, they can't actually do that much contact. Mm-hmm. They have to stay kind of far away. Yeah. For sure. Good point. Yeah, I, I I can't think of any other monster stuff. Except for capitalism being so monstrous, it makes people starve despite there being tons of food available. Just like baby Godzilla. Just like baby Godzilla. Totally. All right, well, speaking of capitalism, let's get into, like, the themes and political shit. Um... So one of them was, you know, these, I don't know if this was meant to be a theme, but something that jumped out at me was that these fucking workers are not (laughs) being treated very well from the start. And then it just gets worse. Um, Um, You had something else to say about that? Oh, yeah. Just the food situation um, where they're like, oh, dehydrated vegetables again. And then... Uh, he accidentally washes them and like used water so they're like don't worry you can just go get this uh this parsley that grows in this island and it's like you were sent here by i guess the united nations um to this island where they knew you're going to be here for a while conducting experiments and they like couldn't provide you with any kind of food like they just combined you with like the cheapest just like yeah. most untasty like stuff available like i i don't know that 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 seems like it'd be pretty shitty worker conditions to me totally um (laughs) it's also confusing on a side note that the uh in mine it was called zorgan spinach but i guess yours it was parsley was like just trees and everywhere and like there's a giant tree and they're like yeah you have to go wander off with a gun be safe (laughs) because (laughs) i know he literally just walks to the first plant on the outskirts of the camp and picks off a piece and eats it. And they're like, and you have to go deep in the jungle to go find it. <laughs> there's, there's, it's like, how is this not a joke to you? There's, it's mostly picked here as he pulls like three leaves off of a thousand leaf tree. <laughs> yeah. Like, so stupid. I also like how he just like bites into it and 
the the test it and it's like that's you don't even need to like you don't need to cook or anything you're just judging whether or not you can eat it just by picking it and biting into it i don't know hell yeah dude um i can see that with fruit but uh not so much vegetables that, that feels that feels real to me with like leafy vegetables okay okay i'll take your word for it but uh not the rest of it like it was very clear that they have no idea what anything like these are tree like <laughs> like and plus if it was parsley like yours said that's not going to help you any <laughs> to have a bunch of parsley <laughs> instead of vegetables like yeah it definitely seems like uh they're missing out on a lot of um uh essential nutrients and vitamins yes. and stuff um <laughs> well yeah i don't think there's protein. much to say we haven't said already about workers being mistreated i mean it, it kind of just is part of this like it's just uh everything's connected right if you if you're shitty yeah. people fucking the earth up you're gonna not care about your workers rights i wasn't thinking about that when i watched it because i was just thinking that they were all kind of um just scientists who kind of agreed to come along and do these experiments. But yeah, then I was, I was rewatching, rethinking about it. Like, yeah, they definitely seem more just like, uh, lower rung workers than, uh, kind of. Yeah. On the same level as, uh, uh, Kasumi, maybe Fushisaki. Um, yeah. Yeah. They were, de- those two were definitely higher up, especially Kasumi. Um, I thought it was a little weird that at the last second, in the lifeboat, Furukawa is so happy that it worked. Like, it, it was just like, you're mistreated this whole time, you hate it, and you don't care, and then it works, and you're, like, proud. And it almost felt like the movie was, you know, subtly telling us, like, if you just push through the bullshit and get abused by your workers it'll or your boss, it'll all be okay, and you'll yeah. be proud of yourself. No, I can totally relate. I go to work, I get paid shit i work my ass off um i um i i walk like 25 to thirty thousand steps a shift i'm running around i get treated like shit by my bosses um never tell me i'm doing anything good always tell me i'm not doing good enough uh and then uh but then i see our our sales at the end of the month and it's some of the highest we, we beat our sales goal by by like so much thousands of thousands of dollars you know we're making record profits i'm like you know what i'm glad i'm here i don't want that other job i applied for that i'm waiting to hear back from i if they tell me i got that job i'm just gonna say no i'm working for this store for life because i am proud of what i've done here (laughs) I mean, I know you're being sarcastic, but I do think that there is some Stockholm Syndrome shit that happens where, like, I definitely have been at jobs where the things you're saying are true, and then, like, we do well, and a part of me feels, like, proud and happy that I did well, and then I'm like, god damn it, they fucking got me. Like, it seeped into me, these fucking assholes. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way. Like, um, like, I've had like in my position i've had like some of the top metrics for the past few years and that is something that like part of me is is proud of it but then i'm like i step back and i think i'm like yeah so i make like 20 cents more an hour that's like pretty much all it's giving me is 20 cents more an hour um yeah. and like they still 99 percent of the time just talk down to me even though like my my metrics are so good and it's just 
yeah, it, it, it I do often sure. have to like stand back and like, why do I care this much? And because they make it our world, it's like what we do most, most of the time we're in it, and so it's so hard to like, like it's probably in some ways psychologically like it. I mean, it just feels like it would be yeah. really hard to like fight that all the time because it's like, well, you know, like fuck i want to do a good job if i have to do this shit yeah like i mean yeah it and it, it is it is like your your life and you know like i go i work 40 hours a week so i go in for an eight hour shift i have to spend time getting ready before work i have to drive to work i have a 30 minute lunch then i have to drive home i have to unwind after working and like so it's like all said and done that's like 11 hours of my day basically dedicated to this place and yeah it's like it is my fucking life so i am totally so i you know there is a part of me that like wants to be proud of what i'm doing just because i'm spending so much fucking time doing it and i do start to associate myself with this is who i am basically because totally it's such a significant chunk of yeah what i do yeah i i feel like part of the reason that i've been so fucking pissed off this week is like i fight for a lot of things at work and i stand up to people more like partially because i've fucking read political shit all the time and feel like i should and then partially because like i'm one of the people who like i live hella far away i don't have kids so i can afford to lose the job where other people there kind of have to just put up with it but Mm -hmm. like so like when good things happen i do get invested even though i like am treated like shit sometimes and like on uh the last day i was in i had reached out to the ceo to be like uh yo the way that you like treat some of the workers it is not okay like we need to like talk just like to have our voices heard because we feel like we're we just have no input and in the meeting about like he agreed to have a meeting with me i was like okay at least he's gonna hear me out in the meeting about me trying to tell him that our voices aren't heard he just like talked over me talked down to me i was like you know we're like humans who are like in pain and if you could just hear then we'd feel better you don't even have to change anything and he's like i hear what you're saying you're saying that stakeholders need to be integrated into the dynamic system operations that we're creating and i'm like i'm gonna fucking explode (laughs) you're a fucking robot so yeah it sucks because i'm like why am i doing this extra work to try to make things better when you don't even fucking care we're all we're all Furukawas in the end, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Bummer. Um, but on a positive side, neither of us works for the UN, and that's probably a pretty shit gig. Well, guess what? My uh, application was for the <laughs> UN Agricultural <laughs> Commission. Because uh-huh. you want to drive the submarine. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's why I don't care which trips. It has to be the UN because it's too funny to me that they have a submarine again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the very end of the movie, it pops up and I'm like, wait, we were making fun so much of the UN having a submarine in King Kong Escapes. And then it's just like, <laughs> they have one again for no reason. Um, That's my only note on the UN is I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, I wish I could find in my notes what. But- what mindset it was. Uh, and maybe I missed it at some point. It did mention the UN, but definitely at that point you're talking about, it said something else. Interesting. Um, Cause I went back and rewatched that scene just to double check. For sure. So you put that in the outline. Weird. It's so weird yeah. that like, I mean, it, I think it just shows that, you know, the translations, like none of them have it perfect. Cause mine mm-hmm. was clearly more wrong in a lot of ways, but the 
the general, you know, Wikipedia seems to think it's the U.S. I don't know. I, don't know. Um, I will say, though, despite all the flaws in the plan and everything, it is there's something good about the United Nations trying to address hunger, even if they're going about it in completely the wrong way. But at least in some sense, their heart is in trying to to solve a problem, even though everything about that is wrong. <laughs> I, I can't go with you on this journey because I just don't. You get what I'm I think saying, it's like, though? I, I kind of, but like, for instance, Bill Gates puts more money to world hunger than anyone else, but it's for him. He doesn't yeah. actually care. It's all for like, he's getting richer off of it. And I just, maybe the UN really cares. I think they only care because they don't want uprisings. But mm. tomato tomato, in the end it's all fucked anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. okay, so with everything that we've said, with the fact that they go into this whole weird overpopulation, change the climate so we can grow more food thing, but then that it doesn't work, but then that they freeze the place at the end like what do you think this movie is trying to say like which side are we supposed to be on with the environmental stuff like not like what do you think it says because obviously we think it's fucked but like what do you what do you think their goal was i have no idea i don't even know they had a goal um, <laughs> <laughs> i think they were just using the environment as a just a means to an end and they weren't trying to say anything <laughs> It, it did feel like they were just trying to cheaply raise the stakes, right? Like, yeah. he goes, like, this would be worse than a nuke. And it's like, okay, again, anytime you bring up nukes, this is the fucking, this is Japan and this is the Godzilla series. Like, that just seems like such a cheap way to make us worried about something that's not even in the move. I don't know. Yeah, and mine is said, in the wrong hands, our system could something the entire planet. Uh, could in the wrong hands, our system could freeze the entire planet. The end result would be just like nuclear winter. Yeah, um, it's, it's yeah, but uh, they, luckily they have the right hands. Even though those hands created giant monster mantises, uh, <laughs> and then uh, it froze the uh, the guy that um, destroyed the giant mantises that they created. Yes. When it when it worked. <laughs> and, and the ugly baby, which, you know, good on them. That's yeah. one point for the UN. But Yeah, unfortunately, it's just hibernating, though. So Which I don't get. Like, first of all, how the fuck do you know that? Like, mm -hmm. oh, suddenly we have scientists who know shit, unlike before. Uh, <laughs> then, like, you've killed all the food. You've frozen mm -hmm. the island. Like, how is this going to help? it turned fertile it makes no sense uh, and so you're uh, just watching them all watch the ecological collapse they caused of a planet and seiko is so ex like before they start saying don't worry he goes uh uh goro goes it worked and she goes yay it's like <laughs> they're freezing your home and baby godzilla who you connected with that's all you know yeah why are you excited <laughs> um She's bored. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. She's joking. Uh, I, I believe um, after Honda went to see this, he said uh, Seiko is the uh, Joker of the Godzilla series. Totally. 
Um, I, I like to imagine there's a, a a shot that they forgot to put in but was was planned where you know how uh the guy like lies he's like oh the radio's out we can't go and so Fujisaki's like oh you can't go the radio's busted and and then it turns out he was lying I I have a feeling that they were like oh don't worry they're just hibernating and then it was like wink because <laughs> like, how the fuck would they know yeah well also they're like oh no 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 don't worry they're just hibernating and I'm no animal doctor, but <laughs> cold-blooded creatures, they don't hibernate, right? <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> but all, And also, warm-blooded creatures, like, the way we're taught about hibernation makes it sound like a bear, like, hibernates all winter. But really, they just sleep more. They're still getting up and doing stuff. Like, which I only yeah. recently found out. I still I, thought they I didn't just know slept. that either. But also, they have to prepare for hibernation. Yes. They can't yes. just be like, "Oh shit, oh man, I, oh I fucked that timing up." Well, I got to go hibernate. Um, uh, I will say, if they've seen raids again, they have reason to believe he'll be okay. Oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. But um, they probably haven't seen it. They're doctors. Yeah, They're a different not. kind of nerd. I mean, this is before home video, so it, yeah. it definitely would have been more difficult to see. And, and Raids Again wasn't um, as big of a movie as some of the other ones. So, yeah, th- yeah, there's a good chance they didn't see it. Totally. All right. Uh, let's talk about our – let's close this out. Let's talk about our favorite shots. Uh, I always make you go first, so I'll go first this time. Okay. Uh, my favorite shot was – at the end of Kumanga and Godzilla's fight, like there's this sudden part where it does these fast cuts between Kumanga's like mouth and Godzilla's face. It's like to and then Kumanga like shoot like has a like tooth or spear or something that comes out. Yeah. And I just thought that was super cool. That was my favorite shot. That was pretty neat. Um like I said, I like that those fights a lot also just because it was like the weather experiments were going on so like the the atmosphere just behind them was getting kind of darker and overcast and stormier yeah and i i like that kind of setting um but okay my favorite i'm gonna throw in two i mentioned them both but uh just a hilarious shot when godzilla's fighting the mantis and it's the shot where neither of the monsters are in it, and one of the mantis's uh, arms just comes flying through the shot yeah. with uh, on fire. It's just a very, very funny shot. Um, and then, uh, pretty obvious, uh, just those last couple shots in the in the snow with Godzilla holding his son as they're freezing. I know, totally. I know you don't really get it, even though you tried to recreate that with your with your new child. Um, but I have done that with my children and mm. not not trying to even do this uh, movie. It had nothing to do with this movie. So I I can really understand that. Okay. Um, yeah. Although no, that is my a children, shot. Um, my children like the snow, so uh, they're just like, what are you doing? Are you, what are you doing? I want to go play. I want to go play. Let's go, let's go run around the snow. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. And... Is that why you love snow so much? Because your children do? Yeah, I think so. Um, nice. I think that is why. We haven't talked 
about snow enough in recent episodes and i'm glad we're back yeah i mean why do you think it's snowing there uh the because god is smiling upon me because i um because the united nations are trying to make me happy um (laughs) so i i asked them to do a favor for me to make it snow there for the podcast rabbit's house is not fertile enough (laughs) No, no, no. They were like, I was like, Rabbit doesn't understand what it's like to be a father. Make it snow so he can huddle with his his child in the snow. Dude, that's a once in a lifetime thing you gave me and I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Especially because I'm dropping that fucker off on an island like right after this. So that was my only chance. (laughs) Don't do it. I'll get eaten by praying mantises. Hey, overpopulation. So, uh... Let's rate this thing on the Godzilla scale. It's just A through F or S through F. What are you going to give it, dude? Oh, yeah. I forgot there's an S. Um, you S go first. first. Me first? Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it an F for Damn. fuck the United Nations. Damn. I mean, it's on wow. the Godzilla scale. That doesn't mean it's horrible, even though it is. It just means it's at the bottom. <laughs> Of all of them. Wow. Jeez. Have we watched one that you like less than this? Uh, I think so. I, I prefer this to Raids. Um, mm. uh, you like this less than... I know you didn't like King Kong uh, versus Godzilla. Oh my god, I love that way more than that. I give that like a C. Okay. I can't remember what other movies there were. Um, I've looked at my list. This is my least favorite, <laughs> for okay. sure. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this a C. Um, wow. Hovering between that and a C plus, but uh, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I've I've every time I watch this, I found it entertaining. I. You you talk about how boring it is. I I don't really find it that boring. I just I I think it's a, just it's a fun movie and it's kind of ridiculous. And Manila just being a, such a ridiculous and stupid and horrible character kind of just makes something more fun about it. Like just, totally just a, a stupid endeavor. Um, <laughs> and plus, it's also got some snow shots. And you know what? I um. I don't want to rub any wrong any people the wrong way, but I like snow snow stuff. So yeah. um, I'm gonna be salt stand here solid and firm and say this it, this movie's a C, and I'm gonna do it for the snow, and I'm gonna give it um, some some of those snowballs from the South Park video game that Nintendo sixty four video game. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. And it I gotta admit it did teach us all something about fatherhood yeah and about um hunger (laughs) yeah totally oh yeah there were those dank fruits why didn't they just eat that yeah and those were like really fucking big too um yeah they could get good question Yeah. yeah all right well thanks for listening uh, you can find us on Twitter at NoGodsPod. You can email us, NoGodsPod at gmail.com. 
And if you want to support the show, you can, for the love of God, not spread stupid, wrong environmental shit like this. Just, like, read good shit. Like, read Desert, or read Judy Berry, or, or Freddie Perlman, or the Earth First Journal, or Black Seed, or Black and Green Review. Like, fuck it, even read Murray Bookchin. I don't care, just not yeah. Professor Kasumi. That's it. Yeah, and um, another book you can read is uh, um, Village of the Eight Graves. I just finished reading that a couple of days ago, and it's a, it's a good book. It's, it's, it's a cool Japanese mystery novel from the, the early 50s. Um, so yeah. check it out. Definitely Support has a lot show. to do about the environment, except for, uh, I mean, it has nothing to do with, with the environment. But just good, a good book recommendation out there. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Read on, uh, Kaiju Not Nation. Read mm-hmm. on. Read on to the sun.